In last week's episode, I talked about the upcoming local election in Douglas, Arizona, and the candidates running for mayor there. This week, I want to talk about the candidates running for city council there. I also want to touch on a couple of things that happened this week in Douglas, including the mayor's trip to Washington, D.C., Friday and Saturday, changes coming to the local newspaper, which has been in print since 1902, as well as the release of the budget calendar for the fiscal year and public hearings and workshops related to the budget. So, I indicated in the last podcast that I would be sending emails out to candidates running for city council, but it turned out that I didn't need to because the Douglas Dispatch posted an interview with those candidates before I got the chance. So, instead, I updated the website so that voters in Douglas can find contact information about the council and the candidates. So, if you go to the site, there is a new drop-down menu option for Douglas, And from there, you can view contact information for the city council members and 2020 candidates. Or you can check out the Douglas City Ward map, which is very detailed. So I actually put together an additional written explanation for anyone that needs it. On February 13th, the mayor accepted the invitation to attend a reception at the White House in honor of National African American History Month. Mayor Uribe was at Capitol Hill on Friday and visited the White House on Saturday, an experience he documented through social media. Uribe posted photos of himself talking to people at the U.S. Capitol on Friday. He did not specify who he was speaking with in the photo, so I went ahead and asked him on Facebook, and I will let you know if I hear back. One of the people he was pictured with, though, was Congressman Andy Biggs, representing Arizona's 5th Congressional District, which includes Gilbert, parts of Chandler, Mesa, and Queen Creek. He also posted a photo outside the room where the Appropriations Committee meets, but he did not say whether he met with any members of the committee or spoke with anyone about funding while he was in D.C. On Saturday, he posted photos of Donald Trump addressing the room from a podium and thanked the administration and the White House for its hospitality. The city is installing a sewer main for the Bay Acres area using grant money awarded by the USDA. The city also released its budget calendar for the fiscal year 2020 and 2021 on Friday, which indicates there will be a public budget workshop on April 27th and 28th and public hearings on the budget June 24th. The special meeting to adopt the final budget immediately follows a public hearing that same day. The city of Douglas released a public notice on Thursday that Washington Avenue between 24th and 34th will be under construction starting Friday the 28th and lasting through the year until the end of December. The budget will also be published once a week for two consecutive weeks on June 10th and June 17th. So if you're curious about how Douglas is allocating funds, I think the public notice will be of interest. So the link is in the podcast description. And of course, links to the rest of my resources will be included in the podcast description. This week, I want to thank the Douglas Dispatch and Mr. Bruce Wetton for their election coverage, because without it, I wouldn't have much to summarize, so thank you. Uh, Just trying to give credit where it's due, and the link to the interview from the Dispatch is included in the description. Thanks again. And of course, a big thank you to anyone who took the time to listen last week. I hope you find what I have to say useful in one way or another. Uh, Truly, sincerely, thank you.
Candidates are running for city council seats in wards 1, 3, and 5. The election is next week, and there are six candidates running. Incumbent city council member Margaret Morales' Ward 1 challenger is Mario Ramos, and incumbent Cesar Soto's Ward 5 challenger is Michael Baldonegro. Voters in Ward 3 will choose between Ben LaForge and Dania Acosta to fill the seat that will be vacated by Hewish in Ward 3. So, let's get acquainted with the candidates. Margaret Morales is the incumbent for Ward 1 and has served a collective 10 years on the City Council, first between 2008 to 2016 and again from 2018 to now. She is manager of the Douglas Clinic and Douglas Quick Care for Copper Queen Medical Associates, telling the dispatch that she has worked in the medical field for over 30 years. Morales serves as chair of the Lions Club for one year. In the dispatch, Morales said that her voting record reflects the will of her constituents and is informed by expert advice and is not affected by whether the mayor and rest of council agree. Finance committee on the council, and she's also spent 16 years in the insurance industry. She was a board member on the Chamber of Commerce for three years and president for two. She also served as president of the Douglas Noon Treatment Plant, and the infrastructure necessary to support a commercial port of entry. She went on to underscore the importance of economic development and providing more resources for youth in the community. She talked a bit about the possible annexation of Bay Acres, including the... Morales went on to say that she would focus on what Douglas has to offer if re-elected to council, including downtown beautification as well as expansion and support for local businesses. She also touched on infrastructure, including street improvements, the wastewater need to install a sewer line, which we talked about earlier. She also discussed the positive economic impact of a commercial port of entry and other benefits, including job creation and less traffic. Morales heavily emphasized open and transparent communication with the community, telling the dispatch that she's interested in representing the whole of Douglas and will always vote in their best interest. Morales is being challenged by Mario Ramos in Ward 1 a current member of the school board for the Douglas Unified School District. After retiring from Phelps Dodge due to disability, Ramos worked in real estate for a year and has since been involved with a variety of local services, including the school board, Douglas Noon Lions Club, Douglas Area Food Bank, and the Douglas Little League. In the dispatch interview, Ramos talked about the need to maintain the streets and other infrastructure, mentioning parks and downtown revitalization, he also said that he would negotiate with Copper Queen Hospital to put a new hospital between Douglas and Bisbee, and he told the paper he would focus on ensuring allocated funds are used properly and prevent overspending. He went on to say that the commercial port of entry would be beneficial because it would bring jobs and economic stability, and he said he is inspired by his love for the community to be a city council. In Ward 3, Danya Acosta and Ben LaForge are competing for the seat that will be vacated by Donald Hewish. Acosta spent 13 years in law enforcement starting in 2003 with the Cochise County Sheriff's Office and moving on to work for the Douglas Police Department and the Arizona Attorney General's Office. She was assistant to the city manager for the city of Douglas and currently works for the accounting department at Chiricahua Community Health Centers and simultaneously is finishing a degree in business administration. She told the dispatch that she intends to continue in the footsteps of Donald Hewish. Throughout the interview, she heavily emphasized the importance of economic development and growth, 
and the need to focus on pragmatic, obtainable goals. She indicated that issues facing the city include instability and lack of transparency, expressing uncertainty about whether Douglas can attract investors due to its reputation for controversy, and given the fact that it has had three city managers in four years, which objectively does not reflect well on any city. She talked about the importance of maintaining streets and parks, as well as other facilities and resources. She also touched on a previously developed plan for street improvements project under the last city manager. Acosta also said that the commercial port of entry project would be a great opportunity for jobs and economic growth, but also expressed some skepticism about the source of funding and the need to focus on bringing other businesses to the community and continue advocating for that. She told the paper she has the skills and experience necessary to make critical, unbiased decisions and remains committed to being accessible to constituents. Douglas secured the call center, aquatic center, and the renovation of the former Phelps Dodge Mercantile Building into a government center. The Forge told the dispatch his primary goal was to hire a highly qualified, experienced city manager who recognizes and understands the unique demographic. Ben LaForge has had a long career in public service, working for the city of Douglas for 34 years and retiring as public works director in 1996. He also served on the school board for Douglas Unified of Douglas. According to LaForge, this person should be fair district for 14 years. LaForge was appointed to the Arizona Department of Transportation Advisory Board by Governor Bruce Babbitt. And on January 24, 2008, Governor Janet Napolitano declared it Ben LaForge Day. So throughout his time in the public service, he has been recognized for his contributions. During his time in the council and vigilant about the maintenance of the city budget, LaForge addressed issues related to the reputation of the city, describing its characterization in some cases as stigmatized and degrading. He said we should focus more heavily on the quality of life issues because they have not been addressed in the past, and said the city's relationships with a, quote, fiscal tax dollar conservative, NACO and AP are critical to the He said the shared interest and cost should involve the federal government while recognizing that the city has limited fiscal resources. Economy like other candidates, LaForge did mention that improvements to city infrastructure were necessary, but also acknowledged that it would be costly and emphasized the need to focus on natural resources, conservation, and recycling in the meantime. LaForge went on to express support for the commercial port of entry and acknowledged its cost, while emphasizing that it will bring a variety of benefits to the local economy when it's done. Ward 5 incumbent Cesar Soto is being challenged by Michael Baldenegro. Soto has represented Ward 5 since 2018 and holds a bachelor's degree in accounting from the University of Sonora, Mexico. He's currently working toward a master's degree in school finance and has worked in school finance since 2006, working as a budget analyst for Creighton Elementary School District and later at Tucson Unified School District. Since 2012, he has worked as Chief Financial and Operations Officer for Douglas Unified School District. Soto told the dispatch she intends to serve efficiently for another four years, focusing specifically on fixing Washington Street between 15th and 19th. He expressed the need to bring in jobs, create more programs for youth, and improve the streets. He also mentioned the importance of community center. He went on to say the commercial port of entry project 
is long overdue and underscored how it would be beneficial to economic development. Soto said an important project to invest in would be fiber infrastructure and high-speed internet throughout the city, and went on to say the commercial port of entry project is long overdue, underscoring how it would be beneficial to economic development. He described himself as a concerned citizen that just wants the best for the community, and reiterated the importance of keeping up momentum for ongoing projects. Michael Baldenegro is challenging Soto for his Ward 5 seat. Douglas Local and volunteer for a variety of community programs and fundraisers, including active participation in church functions, prison ministry, and local sports. Baldenegro Negro told the paper he has been in state and federal government for over 33 years, with a wealth of knowledge and experience working with policies and government processes. He heavily emphasized communication with the community, impartiality, and transparency. He also indicated he would hold open meetings and try to eliminate any fear of bullying or intimidation that may exist. Like other candidates, while Baldenegro also mentioned the streets, he noted that some progress has been made but not quite enough. He specifically mentioned the need to include more curbs that are compliant with the American Disabilities Act, and when it comes to the commercial port of entry, he said it is important to note that the project has not been finalized and the port will not be the ultimate solution to issues facing Douglas. He went on to say that other ideas should be considered to address these persistent issues. So that's pretty much it for this week. The election is now five days away, so if anything, I hope you got some useful background information about the candidates out of this. Please leave me any questions you may have, and I will investigate it for you and answer your question in a future podcast. You can also go to the blog for a written version of this podcast. I love questions and feedback, so give me all you got. Please let me know if there are any topics you want to hear covered or if you have any questions at all related to the things I've talked about today. And of course, thanks for taking the time to listen. Have a good one.